Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Um, If you want to grab your bulletins, we're going to read scripture. It's on the front. We're reading in Ecclesiastes and John this morning. Um, Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? In the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can be best spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we're gone? A good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. You, Amber. Just put that right there. All right, you may be seated. So if you've been following us online, or if you've been here, or even this is your first time, we have been working through the books of wisdom, Job, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs. We are currently in Ecclesiastes, and today's wisdom lesson is something that every single one of us are affected by, something that every single one of us here do, no matter how little or how big uh, you are physically, or how little or how big your bank account is. Every single one of us spend. Every single one of us is currently spending right now. We all just spent 10 seconds. Every single one of us just spent 10 seconds. All right? We're all spending all the time. And what's interesting about the word spend is that it really is really essentially core to how the world sees us. So how are you, if someone said, if I was to ask your friend or your neighbor or your coworker about you, what are some of the things they would say? Right? If you were friends with Marcus, you'd be like, oh, well, he's a chaplain of a ski resort. Boy, man, he is a foodie. Wow, he's always talking about wings, and he's talking about, you know, Mexican food, and, you know, I'm talking about cookies, right? I'm a foodie. Maybe you would say about you, you're a musician. You love music. Maybe they would say, oh, man, they are incredibly good and spend a lot of their time fly fishing, hunting, hiking, reading, quilting, cooking, working, an entrepreneur, running a business. Man, they're an incredible grandma. They're a great grandma. You know, they are, you know, a ballerina. You know, all of these different things that you, that that are used for your identity, correct? And how did we get that identity? We got that identity by spending, right? By spending. And really, there are only three things that can be spent. Really. Time, energy, and money. Really. That's really all that can be spent. 
And it's interesting, so the, the, the lesson of wisdom, right? The lesson of wisdom, and you could argue that maybe resources could be spent, but that kind of is lumped into time and money and energy, right? But the lesson of wisdom today is how you spend, fill in the blank, time, energy, money, will determine how the world identifies you. Let me say that again. How you and I spend our time, our energy, and our money will define us. It is how the world will know us. Not one of you sitting here today can escape that. Not me, not you, not one can escape the identity that you will get by how you spend your time, your money, and your energy. What's interesting about this is it starts off with everything has been decided. I w- it was known long ago what each person would be. You know what God finds comical? When you try to spend in a way that will change things. Because that's ultimately what we try to do, correct? That's ultimately what we try to do, is we try to spend in a way that we bargain with our spending, right? We bargain with the future. Is it good to exercise? Yeah. That's time and energy. And we bargain with that to do a couple things. We spend so that we can feel good, which is great in the here and now, and we spend so that we can bargain with the future so that I'll be around longer. My wife tries to get me to exercise. She says it has nothing to do with how I look. She just wants me around longer. And I say, well, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> it's not the right way to look at it, right? But we do, we, we spend so that, right? We spend so that we can manipulate or we feel like we can manipulate. And I love that little slogan. It said, if you want to tell God a joke or if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I love that one. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. Now, one of the things that's incredible where we live here is we have the ability to go and work and change your direction by how you spend your time and energy. It's pretty incredible here. It's pretty incredible. But what happens is because we're good old Americans and we feel that we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, which in a micro element is true, we believe we can do that in a macro element, which is a lie. Let me say that again. Because we're Americans and we, we can work hard to make the money to, get the, to, to secure the home, right, to secure the future, we feel like we can secure the future, which we all know intrinsically is not true. Is not true. And we've been learning that in the Book of Wisdom. Then, verse 11 points right at your friend Marcus. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So I will work at trying to keep this sermon short. 
I have found that if you cannot make your point in 20 to 25 minutes here, you lost it. You've lost the point you're trying to make. Apparently, God agrees. In the few days of our meaningless lives, that's one of the words that we see over 30 times in this book, meaningless lives. Listen to this. Who knows our day, who knows how our days can be spent? There's that word spent. And as I was reading this, and this is a shout out to my mother. My mother required us to learn scripture. My mom really didn't, it didn't bother her what I did in school. Not even kidding you. When I got to college, got my first C, I said, oh, Mom, I got C's. My mom was the one who replied, hey, C's get degrees. You know, not, I know not a lot of moms do that. My mom did. My mom's a nurse. She said, do you think anybody from a hospital bed has looked up at me and said, what'd you get on your final exam? She said, no one's ever asked me that. They just said, can you help me? You know? And my mom, it, school didn't really bother her. I'll tell you what, she really had no interest in sports. I loved sports, and I wanted to spend a lot of time and a lot of money on sports. My mother was the one that said, basketball shoes are 80 bucks. That dates me a little bit because basketball shoes aren't $80 anymore. What's a pair of basketball sneakers now? Is it 200 To what? You can spend 300 bucks. You can pay, yeah, you can probably spend up to 300 bucks on a pair of Air Jordans. You can spend a lot more than that. Okay, I'm really old. All right, 80 bucks was a good pair of sneakers when I was right. But now my kids are ski racers. You can't buy one boot for 300 dollars. You can't even buy a ski racing buckle for 300 bucks. You know, and and so I wanted to spend a lot of time and energy on sports. Again, my mother was like. I don't really care. My mom wanted to spend time in God's Word, and she still does. And my mom required us to memorize Scripture, and she required us to know the Scriptures. And you know what's incredible? is now I'm 39, and I'm reading through the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm on my couch on Tuesday morning, because that's normally when I start looking through my Scripture again for this next week. And I read this, and I read... So I read this. Who knows how our days can be spent? Our lives are like shadows. Who can tell what happens on this earth after we're gone? And I keep reading into chapter 7, verse 1. It says, a good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume. And you know where my brain goes? My brain goes to John chapter 12, verse 3. That's where my brain immediately went. My brain immediately went to Mary spilling a bottle of perfume over Jesus' feet, an entire bottle, and then wiping it up with her hair. And I'm going to give credit first to the Holy Spirit because he wrote this word. He breathed it through the men that wrote it. And then I'm going to give credit to my mom who taught me to love this word, and to read this word. So that way, when I'm reading in the book of Ecclesiastes, a story in John comes right to my mind. Do you know how that, that is how this book was written? 
Even great psychologists, great historians, great literary professors will tell you that the Bible, unlike any other book in history, is written in a way that it is all woven together. If you ever get a chance, YouTube Dr. Jordan Peterson breaking down how the Bible is connected. He has this insane graph. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And you too can read the Bible this way. The Bible says that it is alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And when empowered by the Holy Spirit in your life, you can read the Scripture, it comes to life. Now, I'd be lying if I told you that there's a many a Tuesday mornings when I read God's Word that I'm like, I have got nothing. That was lame. But you know what consistency and faithfulness does? Hey, guys that are married for 65 years, what does faithfulness and consistency do? It's incredible. It creates a legacy. Your family, your town, people at this church service will know about you long after you're gone because you are faithful to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and you are faithful to one another. And it created a legacy that long outlives you guys and you've lived a long time. <laughs> Praise God, exactly right. And when you are faithful and consistent, I was sure there's many a nights where you felt like there was nothing, right? And you probably felt like this is kind of lame. <laughs> they're both agreeing, they're both giggling, right? And the same is true with God's Word. It's a living and breathing organism that you will not really be able to understand without the power of the Holy Spirit within you. So here I am reading Ecclesiastes. It brings me to the book of John, and it talks to you and me about how we spend. And this is the lesson today in the book of wisdom. That you and I, followers of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, must spend our time, must spend our energy, and must spend our money in such a way that makes Jesus great, that makes the Messiah honorable, glorious. Now, he is all those things no matter what we spend on him, but we must spend on him so that we can fill the room, that we can fill our lives with a fragrance that makes people go, whoa, they really do believe Jesus is awesome. They don't just sing about it. They don't just say it. They live it. And how do we know? By how we spend. Let's take a look at Mary. Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nar. If you read a couple verses down, one of the, um, the disciples, Judas Iscariot, said, Jesus, why in the world would you let this woman waste that perfume? It's worth a, it's worth a year's wage, he said. It's worth a year's wage. I'm going to take a stab at it. If I took the average year wage just sitting here right now, just sitting here right now, it's got to be around $100,000. eighty dollars to $100,000. You might look at me like, nah, no, I'm going to tell you. I might be off by a little bit. Maybe it's seventy. Maybe it's $120,000. But it's right around there. No one likes talking numbers. You guys are all awkward right now. You're all like, uh, you live in America. 
The combined average household income it just is mind-boggling. So if this was written today in this area right now with all of us, this is about an $80,000 bottle of perfume. That is crazy. And then I said, I'm a dude. No way a bottle of perfume is worth 80 grand. Wrong-o. Boy, was I wrong. In 2006, a bottle of Clyde Christian's one something majesty. I love how it says majesty in there. I forget what it says before majesty, something. Clive Christian's number one something majesty, right? Get a load of this. It's worth three grand an ounce, and the bottle sold for $1.2 million. And you know what's even crazier? In America, if you took the average household income across the entire United States, a $1.2 million is actually probably right darn close if you included everybody. It's probably not that far off of a year's wage. And Mary took it, and she poured the whole thing out on Jesus' feet. And if that wasn't crazy enough, she took her hair. Now, if she was a narcissist like me, I'd be like, I want to keep a little bit of this with me, so I'm going to put it in my hair, try to let a little bit on me, you know, it's a million bucks on the floor, you know. But no, in a, in a, in a symbolism of humbleness, very humble. Because back in those days, they walked everywhere barefoot. It was gross. If you've watched The Chosen, you've understood the first one starts out with Matthew freaking out and changes his shoes 15 times because it was gross. And she took her hair and she wiped Jesus' feet. Now here's what I find fascinating. The last sentence on your bulletin. Read it with me here, everybody together. It starts with the house. Ready? Here we go. The house was filled with the fragrance. Marcus, people sitting in the audience today, when you spend your time your money, and your energy on the mission of Jesus Christ, on the mission of God, filled by the Holy Spirit, you fill the house with a fragrance that gets people's attention off you, that gets people's attention off the world's problems, that gets people's attention off their own problems and right to Jesus Christ. Marcus, spend in a way that makes Jesus valuable. People, spend in a way that makes Jesus valuable. It is what we were designed and meant to do. And you can do it right where you're at. You can ask the Holy Spirit. And what's crazy about it and what gets confusing is you can spend in a way that makes your life comfortable or your life the center or your kingdom and put a Jesus sticker on it and it really passes and looks like Christianity in this country. Not so in Afghanistan. You can't put a Jesus sticker on your good Christian life over there. Why do you think the Christians over there are so radical? Because they can't fake it. We're so good here, we, we fake ourselves out. But may we live in such a way that we ski race in a way that's different. That point. Can you ski race in a way that makes people go, ooh, they love Jesus more than ski racing. Can you own a retail shop in a way that makes people go, huh, 
They love Jesus more than profit. Can you own a business? Can you sell a business? Can you write, you know, in a way that says Jesus is valuable to you? Can you come to a ski resort? Can you do a daughter's wedding? Can you, can you have grandkids and great grandkids? Can you run a rehab center? This is fun for me. I know a lot of you here. Can you mow lawns in a way, right, that it, this is, can you lay flooring? None of you, I'm coming after you guys, right? And me too. Can I, you know, and sometimes this is where it's even scarier for me because if, if Scott Bartlett lays flooring in a way that makes Jesus famous, it's pretty like, it's pretty obvious because it's laying flooring. So it, you can't fake that for Jesus. That doesn't make any sense. But for me, it's easy to be fake because I can hide behind this thing called ministry and coming up and sharing God's word on Sundays and singing the songs and doing the being a pastor thing. But can I do it in such a way that makes Jesus famous, that points you to Jesus and not to me and not to Loon Mountain Ministry? Can you mow lawns that way? Can you ski that way? Can you go to college that way? The Bible says yes. And you will do weird things that make people go, what? When they saw Mary dump out that perfume and wipe Jesus' feet and made people in the room go, that was weird. And when you spend in the way that makes Jesus look great, his kingdom come and not yours and not your will, it will make people go, well, that was kind of weird. That was different. And people will come to know Jesus and put their faith and hope and love in him when we spend that way. And that is the lesson of wisdom today. That we all spend time, we all have energy, and we all have money. And if you're too busy determining how much money you have and that you don't have enough, then your, your focus is way off. Because in this country you have enough. I have enough, okay? I'm, I have so much that I'm having a hard time fitting in my pants from last year. That's how much money I have, okay? If you're having a hard time fitting in your clothes from last year, you are sufficient, okay? If you're wondering what car you're going to get next year on your lease coming up, you got enough. We can spend it. We all have the same amount of time. We can spend it. Some of us have energy different than others. My energy is not what my son's is. Holy moly. And my, and, and, my, and my dad's energy is not what mine is. So we can spend what we have. We all have the same amount of time, a different amount of money, different amount of energy. Jesus, we thank you for the truth of your gospel. We thank you that you knew who you would be talking to on the side of this mountain in September, Labor Day weekend. Who, who would have known that we'd be talking about spending on Labor Day weekend? God, we labor so that we can get the money, so that we can go to the White Mountains on vacation. And then we repeat the process. And that is beautiful. And while we're here, God, help us to spend time, energy, and money. While we're here on earth, help us to spend in a way that makes your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info 
at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.